0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast, and today I'm going to hear my review of WCW's Road Wild, 1999. Starting off the evening, we're going to our first match on the card. It is Rey Mysterio, Billy Kidman, and Eddie Guerrero versus Vampiro, Shaggy 2 Dope, and Violent J. Uh, starting off the match, Rey, Kidman, and Eddie quickly attack Vampiro, Shaggy, and Violent J. Uh, Rey, Kidman, and Eddie were keeping the pace of the match, but it turned into a back-and-forth matchup. Kidman ultimately hits a shooting star press on Shaggy. 2 dope, pins him for the three. And your winners of the match are Rey Mysterio, Billy Kidman, and Eddie Guerrero. Um, again, this was a really good opening match for well, Road Wild Man. Um, to be honest with you, and I stated this multiple times in the past, um, the cruiserweights. Obviously, this was a tag team match, but you know, having Rey Mysterio, Billy Kidman, and just Eddie Guerrero alone in the beginning of this, you know, night, if you will, um, just made for a fantastic match, man, and. Uh, Ray Mysterio and Billy Kidman, man, a lot of great tag team matches they had together. Um, and this, just was the showcase of that, man. Those guys, Joe, in the, in the ring, perfectly together. Um, and Eddie Guerrero, man, I mean, what more can I say? Man, the guy's an absolute legend, one of my top favorite wrestlers of all time growing up. Um, so it was great to see him and all in the tag team matchup. So hats off to Ray Mysterio, Billy Kidman, and Eddie Guerrero for getting a win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next scheduled matchup of the evening. It is Canyon and Bam Bam Bigelow versus Harlem Heat for the WCW Tag Team Championships. Um, again, this was a really good matchup. Canning and Bigelow quickly attack Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat, though, are keeping the pace of the match. Hooker T ultimately hits a missile drop kick on Bam Bam Bigelow, pinning him for the three, and your winners of the match. And at that time, new WCW Tag Team Champions are Harlem Heat. Again, this was a really good matchup, man. It really was. And honestly, it was great to see Harlem Heat back together again as a tag team at this time because for a while i mean i think they said this was the first time they tag teamed up with each other since 96 obviously this is 1999 um it was great to see harlem heat back as a tag team man um and this goes to show you how good of harlem heat they are as a tag team um again canyon and bigelow big fan of bam bam bigelow growing up as well but uh this was a great showing by harlem heat um And honestly, to me, one of the most underrated tag teams of all time. I thought Harlem Heat was a fantastic tag team back in the day. So hats off to Harlem Heat for getting the win and at that time becoming the new WCW Tag Team Champions. Moving on from that, we go to our next scheduled match on the card. It is Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn, and Shane Douglas versus Kurt Henning and Barry Barry Windham and Bobby Duncombe. Again, it was an okay matchup, pretty much back-and-forth matchup between both teams. Uh, Malenko, Saturn, and Douglas were keeping the pace of the match. With Saturn ultimately hitting the his signature Death Valley driver on Bobby Duncan, pinning them for the three. And your winners of the match are D. Malenko, Perry, Saturn, and Shane Douglas. Again, <clears throat> really good, uh, really good matchup. I believe this was Shane Douglas' uh, first WCW pay per view match, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if you guys don't know who Shane Douglas is, he made a humongous name for himself working under Paul Heyman in the ECW banner. Um, Shane Douglas, man, the franchise. I mean, what more can I say? This was a guy who literally took the NWA World Heavyweight Championship and threw it down on the ground at an ECW event and pretty much marketed, him, marketed himself as the new reigning ECW champion back in the day. So uh, Shane Douglas is always going to be synonymous with pro wrestling. Uh, he had a fantastic career, in my honest opinion, in ECW. So it was great seeing Shane Douglas in WCW. And hats off to Malenko, Saturn, and Douglas for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go to our next scheduled match on the card. It is Ernest the Cat Miller versus Bagwell. Again, it was an okay matchup, pretty much back-and-forth matchup between both Ernest and Bagwell. Ernest was keeping the pace of the match, but Bagwell ultimately hits a roll-up on Ernest Miller, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Bagwell. Um, again, I've said this multiple times, man. You're not going to really get a great match out of Ernest Miller and Bagwell. Ernest Miller, to me, was not a wrestler. I don't know where the hell they found this guy, and I don't know how they booked him in matches, but he's just not a wrestler, man. It's the same thing with Bagwell. Bagwell was not a wrestler, man. He was more into himself. It was all about the gimmick. Same thing with Ernest Miller, man. Ernest the Cat Miller, in the beginning of his career, obviously he was teaming up with Glacier, and I thought it was a really decent tag team. But, I mean, I don't think Glacier really was a pure wrestler either. And Now, a lot of people were saying the same thing, for example, like wrestlers nowadays like Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, who bring in this mixed martial arts aspect to professional wrestling. That's fine, and they pull it off very well. Ernest Miller and Glacier do not. It just seems – it doesn't seem organic, man. I feel like Ernest Cat Miller is trying too hard to be a mixed martial artist, in my honest opinion. Um, but, again, hats off to Bagwell for getting the win in this match. Moving on from that, we go into our next scheduled matchup on the card. It is Diamond Dallas Page versus Chris Benoit in a no-disqualification match for the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship. Again, it was a really good matchup. Benoit was keeping the pace of the match. Uh, Canyon is here. Canyon ends up attacking Benoit, but Benoit gets up, hits a diving headbutt on Diamond Dallas Page, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match, and at that time still WCW United States Heavyweight Champion, is Chris Benoit. Um, Again, great opening, uh, you know, great matchup. Um, Diamond Dallas Page, absolutely a legend. Chris Benoit, I mean, every time you got, you know, you got a chance to see Chris Benoit wrestle, and I got to see Chris Benoit wrestle live a couple times back in the day, um, he always gave you 110%, man. That, That guy was a pure wrestler. You know, obviously he was a big fan of Dynamite Kid. Dynamite Kid was a pure wrestler, and he has his own little story in itself. But um, Benoit, man, always gave you 110%, pure, ruthless aggression. And that's every time I watch one of his matches, man, he was always in there to be a wrestler. And Chris Benoit was a wrestler's wrestler, man. There was no gimmicks. He was in there to kick your ass. And that's exactly what Chris Benoit did throughout his entire career. So hats off to Benoit for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the evening. It is Sid Vicious versus Sting. Again, this was a really good matchup. Uh, it was a back and forth matchup. Sting does hit a stinger splash on Sid Vicious in the corner, but Sid ultimately, you know, keeps the pace of the match and ends up hitting his signature choke slam on Sting, pinning him for the three. And your winner of the match is Sid Vicious. Again, it was great seeing Sid Vicious in WCW. Um, I'm not gonna sit here and say that he was underrated, but he definitely, I think, at times he was a little overrated uh, for Sid Vicious, to be honest with you. I don't think Sid Vicious was one of those wrestlers that really wanted to be there a part of me feels like he just wanted to collect a check in my honest opinion. And there was, you know, interviews that he had that he really just didn't want to wrestle, um, or didn't want to become a wrestler, but you know, with his size and his stature, you know, everybody was kind of drawn towards, uh, Sid vicious, but, uh, and he's had decent matches. The match he had with Shawn Michaels in the early WWF days, it was a fantastic match. Obviously when Shawn Michaels was, uh, being managed by Jose Lothario, fantastic matches, the Royal Rumble match. Fantastic. But, um, Sid Vicious' career in WCW was not that great. It really wasn't. I feel like once he left WWE, his career kind of you know took a downward you know downward spiral, if you will. But um, but they were also booking Sid Vicious in WCW at this time to be this undefeated guy to go up against Goldberg. Uh, he wanted to break Goldberg's streak. You know, especially how many wins Goldberg had in WCW. It was always setting up a match, obviously between Sid Vicious and Goldberg. So. Hats off off to Sid Vicious for getting the win in this match. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the evening. It is Goldberg versus Rick Steiner. Again, this was a good matchup, a little bit of a rivalry match, if you will. Um, It was a back-and-forth matchup, but Goldberg was keeping the pace of the match. Goldberg hits a spear on Rick Steiner, and he ultimately hits the jackhammer on Rick Steiner as well, pinning him for the three, and your winner of the match is Goldberg. Again, the way they were booking this matchup, there was a lot of history going on between Rick Steiner and Goldberg at the time, a lot of animosity, um, within the storyline. And obviously the final product, pro, final product of us getting, you know, from that storyline was this incredible match. Um, you know, and my thing with Goldberg is I think once he lost the streak, I don't think people had a whole lot of faith in Goldberg, but you know, back in the day, man, Goldberg was Goldberg, you know, back in like 97, 98, 99. I mean, Goldberg was the man, whether he lost the streak or not. And it wasn't even like he really lost a streak in my honest opinion, you know what I mean? It wasn't like he lost a fair match. Obviously, Scott Hall getting involved, hitting Goldberg with a taser, which ha- you know allowed Kevin Nash to a- apply the jackknife on Goldberg and pinning him for the three. So it wasn't like he really lost a streak in a clean finish. Um, and that always is one of those things, even nowadays, where it's like, man, if Scott Hall didn't get involved, how long would that undefeated streak really would have lasted for Bill Goldberg? So that's always one of those what-if things, I guess, if you will. But uh, hats off to Goldberg for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into to our next scheduled match on the card. It is Macho Man Randy Savage versus Dennis Rodman. Um, again, it was an okay matchup. Rodman quickly attacks Savage. Rodman was keeping the pace of the match. George is here. George then hands Randy a weapon, ends up hitting Den- uh, Dennis Rodman, pinning him for the three, and your winner of the match is Macho Man Randy Savage. A couple things I'll say about this match. Number one. I'm a humongous Macho Man Randy Savage fan. Growing up as a kid, man, I was a humongous Randy Savage fan. um, Even till this day, there will never be another guy in professional wrestling that will even come close to what Macho Man Randy Savage did in professional wrestling, and the charisma that that man had in professional wrestling. Number one, number two, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, obviously being a big time NBA player, also played with Chicago. You know, made a career for himself playing with the Chicago Bulls. Made a career for himself. Playing with the Detroit Pistons, um I got I understood why you know Hogan brought in Robin in the beginning with all that stuff because obviously he was going up against DDP Diamond Dallas Page brought in Carl Malone from the Utah Jazz. I completely understand that. This match here, I don't know how the hell this match came together between Dennis Robin and Randy Savage because Robin is not a wrestler. I understand the you know like I said the initial match that Hogan had with Diamond Dallas Page and you know. Hogan brought in Robin and then DDP brought in Carl Malone. I get it. It was right around the time they were in the playoffs. I believe the Jazz and the Bulls were playing against each other in the playoffs at that time. So it was just a lot of hype around that match alone because of who Dennis Rodman are, you know, is and Carl Malone is. And obviously Diamond Dallas Page and Hulk Hogan. So it was only going to boost ratings for WCW and get a lot of eyes on, you know, WCW's product at the time. This match, I have no idea why the hell this match even happened. Dennis Rodman was not a wrestler, and even in I match, have a Car Malone. I think Car Malone did a better job being a wrestler than Dennis Rodman did, in my honest opinion. But again, hats off to Randy Savage for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go to our next match of the evening. It is the main event of WCW's Road Wild 1999. It is Kevin Nash versus pretty much the returning Hulk Hogan. Uh, this match is for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Again, it was a good matchup, back-and-forth matchup, and Nash was keeping the pace of the match. Nash ultimately hits a jackknife powerbomb on Hogan, but Hogan gets back up. Hogan ultimately hits his signature leg drop on Kevin Nash, pinning him for the three, and your winner of the match is Hawk Hogan. Now, the stipulation of this match as well is if whoever lost this match would be it would be a retirement match. So with Kevin Nash losing this match, Kevin Nash was going to retire, but obviously that didn't happen. Um it was a good matchup. As far as, you know, Road Wild 1999, 1999 in itself, I always give these shows a rating at a 1 out of 10. <clears throat> and a lot of these shows, and I stated this in the past, man, a lot of these WCW pay-per-views later on in the years of 99, 2000, 2001, was, were awful, you know, were god-awful. Um, Road Wild 1999, for me, I had to give this maybe a 6, 6.5, because there was a lot of notable matches on here that I actually enjoyed, man. I mean, number one, the first match of the night. You had Rey Mysterio, Billy Kim, and Eddie Guerrero versus Vampiro, Shaggy 2-Dope, and Violent J. Um, it was a fantastic opening matchup. And then you had the returning of Harlem Heat, the tag team that, to me, is always going to be underrated. I thought Harlem, Harlem Heat was a fantastic tag team. Booker T, Stevie Ray, even when they were managed by uh, Sensational Sherry, fantastic tag team, man. Had a lot of good, notable matches, matches they had up against the Steiners, so on and so forth, man. Phenomenal tag team. Uh, The return of Hulk Hogan, not Hollywood Hogan, the return of Hulk Hogan going up against Kevin Nash um, was great to see that as well. Um, Obviously, the tables were turning for Hulk Hogan at that time. I think he wanted to go back to the original Hulk Hogan and not be Hollywood Hogan anymore. Um, There just was a lot of notable matches on here and a lot lot of notable things for me. Shane Douglas, I feel like this was the first pay per view that Shane Douglas had under the WCW banner. Uh, And like I said earlier, you know, when I called the match, you know, Shane Douglas is synonymous to professional wrestling. I don't give a damn who you are or what you think. You know, Shane Douglas was one of those guys who was a pioneer, was one of those guys who kind of brought it to you like real deal, legitimately. You know, for him to take the NWA World Heavyweight Championship and throw that damn title on the ground, in the ring, and then pretty much proclaim himself as the new ECW World Heavyweight Champion. I mean, that that snippet of just that little bit of video is just synonymous to pro wrestling, man. He put ECW on the map. You know, and pretty much tarnished NWA, you know, World Heavyweight Championship, the, the, the actual legitimate World Heavyweight Championship. You know, and I'm not sitting here trying to bash NWA's wrestling. I think what they're doing now is fantastic. You know, obviously, they're back in business. They're doing a lot of, you know, their pay-per-view just sold out in St. Louis. So that's going to be a great show to see. But, you know, Shane Douglas is always going to be synonymous with, you know, obviously, what he did with the NWA World Heavyweight Championship and what he did for ECW. That's why they called him the franchise. And he had a lot of notable matches and great matches in his in his career working under Paul Heyman in ECW. So it was great seeing Shane Douglas in WCW as well. But as far as Road Wilds 1999 is concerned, I had to give this event a 6-6.5, six, six man. I'm not going to say this was the worst event I've ever seen for WCW, but it damn sure was not the best. i got to put it right there in the middle, man. Um, but this is my review of WCW's Road Wild 1999. Uh, I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful, and remember, stay classic. Peace.